you have called us to be partakers of this wonderful kingdom. We are thankful, Lord, that we are in the midst of this great celebration. Father, a celebration where multitudes of angels came down to fellowship and to worship. Lord, you have called us to be a part of this celebration. Lord, we are grateful and we are thankful. We praise you for who you are, for what you have done, and for what you will do in our lives. Dear Lord, as we have come this afternoon, speak to our hearts. Change us. Let us continue to walk with you. May the coming year find us, Lord, still standing. Still standing. You say, when you come, will you find men still in faith? Father, may you find us still in faith, still serving you in the name of Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We thank you. We praise your name. We lift you up. You say, if you be lifted up, you will draw all men unto you. This morning, we lift you up that we will be drawn unto you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Wonderful. Well, we want for just a short moment, just read some Christmas stories and then we can go home. Hallelujah. You know, I am, I am always expecting that on Christmas Day, you know, churches will be filled. Churches will be overflowing. You know, it's just so amazing that um, in this country, you know, even the main churches do not go to church on Christmas Day. And it baffles my mind and my understanding. You know, because I feel that um, today is one of the days that we can make the most of our Savior. We can proclaim our Savior to make the most of noise, to rejoice, to gather. I mean, I, I felt... I feel that Christmas Day is a day that Christians can make the loudest noise. Hallelujah. Because it is our Savior's birthday. For whatever it is worth, it is a symbol of our Savior's birthday. Hallelujah. And I don't, you know, I mean, as we were driving to church again today, you know, for a moment my wife said, are the policemen of duty today? I mean, if you drive on the I-87, you know, you'll find the state troopers almost at every corner, you know. And today, as we were coming, there was not a single policeman on the highway and even on the local streets, you know. And she said, are they off duty today? I said, where well, it is Christmas. It is our Savior's birthday. You know, and I look and I found... All the stores are closed. All, every single store is closed, including the restaurants. So people don't eat on Christmas Day. They are all closed. You know, and then you can, you see, and there's, it, it just speaks to me that there is no doubt in my mind that a great king is born today. There is no doubt in my mind that a great king is born today. You know, one of, one of the brothers sent me a picture, a picture of a house, a building, a building, which is a mosque, a mosque. 
and it's decorated with Christmas decorations. I have the picture. It's Christmas decorations. And there were several houses on the block, but it was just that block that is decorated, the mosque. Is decorated with Christmas decorations. Hallelujah. He says, at the mention of the name Jesus, whether you like it or not, he says, every knee shall bow. Every knee shall bow. Hallelujah. There is, there is a house, there is a house where we live, and the, the people are Hindus, and they've decorated their house with Christmas decorations. Hindus, they are, their house is decorated with Christmas decorations. Amen. I don't care what you will call it. I don't care you will call it holiday, season, whatever you will call it. It is Christmas and it is Christmas. Hallelujah. It is Christmas. You can twist it whichever way you want. I said, every single store was closed. On Christmas Day, you will be forced to celebrate. I said, whether you like it or not, you will be forced to celebrate. You can be the CEO of your company and you will choose to go to your office and open it. No one will come to your office. You can be a Jewish leader, a lawyer. You can be a Hindu lawyer. You can be a, a Muslim lawyer. If you open your office, no one will come to your office. I can guarantee you that if you go on the Broadway in Lower Manhattan today, all the lawyers' offices are closed. All the courts. It is Friday. It is Friday. It is not Saturday. It is not Sunday. Now, do you feel like it's a working day today? No. No. That you can, there's something that is happening. You can feel the joy that is in the atmosphere. It brings families together. Hallelujah. You have a 24-7 store. You open your store 24 hours, 7 days a week. On Christmas Day, you'll be forced to stay home and celebrate with your family. Your wife is going to cook a nice meal for the family to sit together and enjoy it because a savior is born to the world. Hallelujah. Because a savior is born. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Well, we want to read some stories and then we can go home. Turn with me to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1 and verse number 26. Luke chapter 1 and verse 26. I want to share with you this afternoon the sacrificial and the selfish spirit of Christmas. The sacrificial and selfish spirit of Christmas. Christmas. Luke chapter 1 and verse number 26. How many of you understand that all of Christmas is about sacrifice? Every part of Christmas is about sacrifice. It says, and in the sixth month, 
The angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth. I want you to pay attention to the stories that I'm reading. I'm reading several stories and I want you to pay attention. It says, and in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Chapter 2, verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. To be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, 
and the glory of the Lord shone around about, round about them, and they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. He shall find, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were going away from them into heaven, the shepherd said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Matthew chapter 1. Are you enjoying the Christmas story? Matthew chapter 1 and verse 18. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. When Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary, thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins." Now all these was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. And Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took unto him his wife and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Chapter 2. I'm reading all the Christmas stories to you, so you don't miss any part of it. Amen. Amen. Are you enjoying it? Yes. 
I believe since you left Sunday school, you have not heard a Christmas story like this before. But I want you to pay attention to it. Matthew chapter 2. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophets, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. When Herod, then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child would marry his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being one of God in a dream, that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and be not there until I bring thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. Then he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, out of Egypt I have called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise man, was exceeding wrath and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and in all the coast thereof, from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, In Ramah was there a voice heard, lamentation and weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children, and would not be comforted, because they are not. But when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared, appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother, and go into the land of Israel, for they are dead which sought the young child's life. And he arose and took the young child and his mother and came into the land of Israel. 
But when he heard that Achelaus did reign in Judea in the room of his father Herod, he was afraid to go thither. Notwithstanding, being one of God in a dream, he returned aside into the paths of Galilee. He turned aside into the paths of Galilee. And he came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. He shall be called a Nazarene. Put your hands together for the Lord. And may the Lord add his blessings to the reading of his word. Hallelujah. Did you enjoy the Christmas story? Wonderful. Well, I believe these stories tell us about two different spirits. Hallelujah. There are two different spirits that are exhibited in this Christmas story. One, there is a selfless spirit, and two, the selfish spirit. Hallelujah. Well, first we see God making the great sacrifice by giving us his only begotten son to come and dwell amongst us here on earth. Hallelujah. John 1.14, it says that the word was made flesh and dwelled amongst us. Amen. Then we see Jesus also making such great sacrifice by accepting to come on earth to suffer and to die for us. Hallelujah. Now when you look at these two, you see, you may feel that it was God, so he may not have felt it, giving his only begotten son. Or you may say that, oh, Jesus was in his deity, and so he may not have felt the pain and the agony that he went through. But we know that he felt the pain. In fact, he went to pray, and he was troubled. The Bible says he was troubled of what was coming, and he prayed that the Father would let this cup pass over him. So it was not easy for any one of them also. Amen. So let's relate to the people who are also part of this whole sacrifice and see how we can relate to them also. Hallelujah. Now when we begin to talk about the Christmas story, we can see some stars in the story. Do you see? We can see Mary as a star and we can see Joseph. We see Jesus. We see Herod. We have to have these stars and we have to assign roles to them. Isn't that so? We have the wise men. We have the innkeeper and the angels and we have the wise, uh, the shepherds. Isn't that so? Well, let's take Mary, for instance. Now, Mary made a great sacrifice. She was a young virgin who had her whole life ahead of her. Now, the Bible describes her as a virgin. Amen. I mean, there are so many virgins amongst us. Oh, can I hear an amen? Now, when the Bible describes you as a virgin, then you are a virgin indeed. Hallelujah. We call it what? Zero mileage. I've not been touched. 
Amen. This was a virgin that the heaven knew that she was a virgin. Amen. Some of you men may not know, but the heaven knows that you are a virgin. Hallelujah. I said the heaven knows that you are a virgin. Amen. Now imagine a young virgin who had all her dreams ahead of her aspiring to marry. Hallelujah. Aspiring to marry. And she now had to sacrifice her marriage. She had to sacrifice her reputation. Mind you, she had an option to say no. When the angel appeared to her, she had an option to say no. I could imagine the things that went over in her head. But all she said was, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done unto me according to thy word. Hallelujah. Here is a woman who had lots of things going for her. She had lots of aspirations. Just as most young women do. She had a dream of an honorable wedding. An honorable marriage. She's a young woman who has kept herself. The heaven describes her as a virgin. She's a young woman who has preserved herself. Now you see, I don't think there were there were several young women who had preserved themselves, who, had, who made it so difficult for God to choose. But I think there is something that God can do in your life when you preserve yourself. Hallelujah. Am I speaking to our young daughters? Am I speaking to our college students? I said there is something that God sees in a virgin. There is something that God can do in your life when you preserve yourself. Hallelujah. The Bible says that God, she found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Amen. Amen. But she dreamt of a beautiful wedding. She dreamt of a beautiful gown. She dreamt of the family members that would gather from her side and from, the, from Joseph's side. Her friends. She had aspirations. She was going to be a pride of her family. Amen. And she's about to encounter the most shameful thing for any young Jewish woman will encounter. To have a child out of a wedlock. I believe in those days, if you have a child like that, you may not even qualify for welfare. Because people like that were stoned to death. You can't even appear before people and say, you know, I got pregnant and the man left me, so I need welfare. I need session eight. Hallelujah. Her reputation was at stake. The embarrassment of breaking the news to Joseph. She just went to her parents, she just went to her relatives for four months. And she comes back and she comes to Joseph and she says, Well, honey, I have good and bad news for you. Which one do you want first? She said, Give me the bad news first. 
She said, well, the bad news is that I am pregnant. But wait, the good news is that I have not cheated on you. The good news is that I am pregnant all by myself. I am pregnant all alone. Now I can imagine the anger and the disappointment in Joseph's eyes. I can imagine the response that came from Joseph. Are you kidding me? Do you think I'm a child? Do you think I was born yesterday? You are pregnant and you are coming with such an outrageous story as being pregnant all by yourself. You have done such an abominable thing and the story you are coming up, the excuse that you are giving me is that you got pregnant all by yourself. Mary, you must be ashamed of yourself. And even about the story that you are telling me. Hallelujah. There were a lot of things that were coming over this young woman. But in spite of all of this, Mary said, Be it unto me according to thy handmaiden. Let it be done according to thy word. I am thy handmaiden. Let it be done according to thy word. If the work of God is going to go forward, let it be done according to thy word. If you say through me salvation is going to come to your people, let it be done according to thy word. Somebody was about to sacrifice her reputation, her marriage, her family, the embarrassment, her parents, her friends, and even the child that was to be born. I can imagine what was going in her head. What did you say? You said, the Holy, the Holy Ghost shall overshadow me. And that thing that shall be born, he said, he didn't even describe as a child. That too. He says, and that thing also that shall be born of thee, that thing also that shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. So Mary must have been wondering, what thing are you talking about? What is going to be born of me? I have known a man and a woman having a relationship and bringing forth a child. Now you are talking about a spirit that will overshadow me and I'm going to have a child. What kind of child would that be? Would that be a half man and a half spirit? A half man and a half fish? A half man and a half mouse? What is a child going to look like? And I believe all these things were going in her head. But she said, let it be done unto me according to thy word. Hallelujah. Let's look at Joseph. The Bible describes him as a just man. A just man. Now he's a man who had lived a just life. He is a man who has preserved himself. Even though Mary was engaged to be married, the Bible says Mary was still a virgin. Now, not 
some of the young men that are amongst us today. The Bible says he's a just man. How many of you young women have heard? He says, how would I know what I'm getting myself into? How would I know if this is a good thing? If I don't test drive, how would I know that the car can have six feet? How would I know how fast the car can go if I do not test drive it? How many young women have heard that before? Yes. How do I know if the hydraulics work? How do I know that if the the cushions are all intact? How do I know? How do I know that if it is good? How would I know? But the Bible says Joseph was a just man. Joseph was a just man. I believe he was a well-respected man. In a small town, he was a well-known, very respected, a hard-working man who probably owned his own business. He owned his own carpentry shop, a hard-working man. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that he was from the family line of David. So he was respected. Amen. I believe that most of the young women in town liked him. I believe you could, I mean, a young man who owned his business, he probably could sleep with any woman that he wanted. A young man who has graduated from college, has his, has his career, way ahead of him, drives a nice car, he has bought a house, a big house, all by himself, or he has a three-bedroom apartment, all by himself, and then you have come to visit him, and then you see, and then you see all these things, and you say, let it be done unto me, young man. But Joseph, I believe he will not even let Mary come to his apartment by herself. I believe he will not even walk with Mary on the street and hold his ha- her hand. Hallelujah. The Bible says he's a just man. He's a kind, when he's left with Mary alone, he says, let us get away from this place. Because the Bible says you can't carry fire in your bosom and not burn. Hallelujah. He was burning, but he kept himself. You see, Mary was a beautiful young virgin. And I could see, he could check Mary out, see her calf, look at her nice shape and walking back and forth, and she would just keep himself like that. Amen. And he was engaged to marry to this beautiful young woman who is suddenly pregnant. Now, being a just man, the Bible says he didn't want to go through the embarrassment. He didn't want to make noise of all of this. So he was planning to put away this woman privately, quietly. Not some of these young men that we have in these days. Oh, why? Are you not with her anymore? Are you not with Mary anymore? Oh, Mary. (laughs) Have you not heard? Have you not heard the things that Mary has been doing? She has been sleeping with all the men in the city. 
ever heard of Mary? Oh. From house to house. Every single man in the city. You can even go and try her. But the Bible says Joseph was prepared to put her away privately, quietly, that no one will hear about it. Oh, what a just man. Why don't you clap for Joseph? Amen. His reputation was at stake. He was about to take on a woman who has gotten pregnant out of wedlock. A woman who has gotten pregnant all by herself. Never of a thing that has been heard of in the whole of Israel. The embarrassment that was coming to his family. His friends. I believe his friends will come and hang out at his workshop. And they will be laughing at him. His business. There will be so many people who will stop making their furniture from his, his factory. Isn't that so? All of that was at stake. Imagine David, Joseph walking with Mary, pregnant Mary in the streets, in the market, and holding Mary's hand. The people who will laugh at him. Even some of you, when someone is holding her child and the child looks a little lighter skin than her or the child looks lighter than both of them you, and they are married, you are still even laughing that that is not... How could you have a child like that? But So imagine the embarrassment. Imagine what Joseph was going through. But he says, if the work of God is going to go on. So as Joseph was planning to put her away privately, the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, take Mary to be thy wife. And Joseph selflessly, the Bible says, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him. Hallelujah. Did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him. And the Bible says, and he knew not Mary. After he had married her, the Bible says, he knew not Mary until he gave birth. Now, imagine how many men will be able to sacrifice. That you have married a woman. First of all, the woman has gotten pregnant and you have considered. The angel has spoken to you to take on the woman to marry. And you have taken her, and now you are going to stay away from this woman for another nine months or so, or five months. Because when he found out that he was pregnant, it was like four months already. Another five months to stay away from her. I don't know how many men will be able to sacrifice like that. But Joseph, for the work of God to go on, for the plan of God to be fulfilled, he was ready to sacrifice. He was ready to sacrifice his reputation. He was ready to sacrifice his self. He was ready to sacrifice his joy. He was ready to sacrifice his business. He was ready to sacrifice that the work of God will go on. Hallelujah. Now let's take the shepherds. 
You know, everyone that God was involving in this story had to make certain sacrifice. It had to occur. I believe God could have done it in another way. I believe God could have had Mary even before he was espoused to Joseph. But God waited until he was espoused to Joseph, until he was engaged to be married to Joseph. The shepherds. I believe God could have appeared to the shepherds in a day. But the Bible says, while the shepherds were watching their flock by night, while they were watching their flock by night, you know, it's in the night time that the sheep are at their greatest risk to the prey. It is the night, I said, God has not put anything in his word for nothing. It is in the night time that the shepherds are at their most vigilance. There have to be many shepherds that if one is feeling sleepy, you can just sleep for a while as the others watch the flock so that they will not fall risk to wolves and other wild animals. And the Bible says that is when the angels appear to them. And they had to leave their flock in the middle of the night. They had to sacrifice their flock in the middle of the night to leave their flock to travel to go and see this baby king that is born. And after they have confirmed what the angels have told them, the Bible says they went about proclaiming this great joy to all the people. This great tidings to all the people. Someone had to sacrifice something. They had to sacrifice their flock. They had to sacrifice their jobs. They had to sacrifice their business. Yes, they could have left the animals, prayed to the wild animals, and they could have been all gone, and they would have come back and found the, anim- the sheep were all gone. But they were prepared to sacrifice, to go, that the work of God will go on. As the angels have commanded them. They said, let us go to Bethlehem and see to confirm what these angels have told us. And they had to make that sacrifice. Hallelujah. The next group, the wise men. I don't know why God did not choose wise men just nearby. I don't know why God had to choose wise men from the far east. But he chose wise men who were from the far east that had to travel. Wise men that had to travel. And you know how long they had to travel? They had to travel two years. Two years following the stars to come and see the baby. Because when they came, the Bible says, when Herod as he inquired diligently from these wise men, he recognized that the baby must be two years old from the time the star appeared before them. They had to travel two years to come see this baby, to just present gifts, to worship him, and then travel two years back to where they came from. Some of us are not even willing to travel two miles to come to worship the baby Jesus. Some of us are not willing to sacrifice. 
Even when the, the, a, a ride does not come to pick you up, you are not willing to take a taxi to travel just five miles to come to church. I said, everyone that is involved in this plan of God, that the plan of God will go on, had to sacrifice something. God had to pick up people who will sacrifice. If salvation is going to come to man, man is going to have to sacrifice. If the plan of God is going to go on, man is going to have to sacrifice. Everyone involved with this plan of God had to make certain sacrifices. Your reputation can be at stake. Yes, you cannot speak well, but you have to stand people before the people of God to minister. Yes, your nose is stuffy, but you have to stand before the people of God to minister. And having sniffy nose. Hallelujah. Yes, you are having a headache, but yes, the work of God must go on. You are pregnant, but you have to travel. You have to travel from Egypt that the scriptures will be fulfilled. Yes. Some of us, when we are pregnant, is vacation from church. Amen. Some of us, when we have children, vacation from church. If salvation is going to come to man, it involves sacrifice. It involves sacrificing your job. It involves sacrificing your time. It involves sacrificing your comfort. Yes, the woman is pregnant, but she is traveling to come. That the will of God shall be done. That salvation shall come to man. Yes. It may affect your career. It may affect your schooling. It may affect your business. But that the plan of God will be pushed forward, it requires you for you to sacrifice. It calls upon you to sacrifice. Anything that is going to push the work of God forward requires sacrifice. Hallelujah. Amen. The wise man had to sacrifice. I said the wise man also had to sacrifice. Now let's look at the selfless, the selfish spirit. Anything that is for us, anything that we want for us, anything that we are not willing to sacrifice, any time that we are not willing to sacrifice, it pushes the work of God away and it prevents the work of God from going forward. The innkeeper, he was not willing to sacrifice his business. He looked at these people who have traveled very far and looking very dirty. And the Bible says there was no room for them in the inn. There was no room for them in the inn. I am not sure. Was there a room elsewhere? But for them, there was no room. He could have sacrificed some other place for them. At least a pregnant woman. For a pregnant woman, for you to put a pregnant woman in a manger to go and deliver them. He was not willing to sacrifice. He was not prepared to sacrifice. Hallelujah. He said there was no room for them in the inn. And I believe that if he had sacrificed, his inn may have been the holiest place on earth. His inn would have become the holiest place on earth. But he was not willing to sacrifice. 
He was not prepared to sacrifice for the newborn king. He was not prepared to sacrifice that the work of God would go on. But I want to assure you that whether you will provide or you will not, whether you will gather with Christ or not, the work of God will continue to go on. Whether you are willing to sacrifice, whether you are willing to put in your hand, whether you are willing to go forward with it or not, the work of God will go on. I said the work of God will go on. Hallelujah. Jesus says, if you are not with me, you are against me. He was not willing to sacrifice. Hallelujah. Herod. Herod sent to search for the child. He said, send for the child. Search for the child and bring me the child that I may worship him also. But Herod had a selfish spirit. He had his own selfish motives. I say any selfish motive that we have, anything that we want for ourselves is to prevent the work of God from going on. Herod was not prepared to sacrifice his throne for the newborn king. He was not prepared to sacrifice his throne. He says, search for this newborn baby and bring me this child that I may worship him. But Herod was seeking to kill this newborn baby. He felt his throne was threatened by this newborn king. Hallelujah. He was looking to kill this newborn king. Amen. And I tell you, if you stand in the way of God's plan, God will remove you. That his plan will go forward. The Bible says Herod had to die so that they can come back. So that they can come back. Anything that stands in the way of God's plan you will be removed. Amen. Beloved, I want to invite you this Christmas to make a sacrifice that the work of God will go forward. Amen. It involves sacrifice. It involves tiredness. It involves money. It involves travel. It may cost you your business. It may cost you your time. It may cost you your comfort. It may cost you your marriage. Sometimes it may cost you embarrassment. But beloved, if you are willing, God will stand by your side. I say, if you are prepared, God will stand by your side. If you will make a sacrifice that the will of God be done, that the plan of God be done, God had a plan to save mankind, and he called for people who were ready to sacrifice. Are you prepared to sacrifice that the plan of God be pushed forward, that the work of God will go forward, that the church of God will go forward? It requires sacrifice. Sometimes it requires that you rehearse for hours and hours and hours. And it's not good enough. And you still have to rehearse. And you are not paying. It requires sacrifice. It requires sacrifice. Hallelujah. That is why in our church, we don't pay anyone to do anything. Because the work involves sacrifice. We don't pay pastors to preach the word of God. We don't pay drummers to play the drums. We don't pay keyboardists to play the keyboard. We don't pay anyone to clean the place. We don't pay anyone to do anything. It requires sacrifice. It requires sacrifice. The work of God requires sacrifice. And beloved, you are called to be in a church where the work of God is pushed forward. It may require that you will sacrifice your time. It may require that you will sacrifice your money. 
It may require that you sacrifice your comfort. But for the work of God to go forward, if you will stand and stand with Jesus, he says, I will build my church. I will build my church. God had a plan to save mankind and there was nothing that was ready to stop him. Beloved, if I were you, I would choose to stand with God. If I were you, I would choose to move with God. I would choose that I will push the work of God forward. That God will bless me. Put your hands together for the Lord for this Christmas. And stand onto your feet. What are you prepared to sacrifice for the Lord? What is God asking of you? Some of you, God is asking of your comfort. Oh, there are times that you feel like not even coming to church. There are times that you feel the toes are too expensive. There are times that you feel that the travel is too much. There are times that you feel like sleeping extra hours. There are times that you feel that today is good enough day for me to rest. But God is calling upon you to sacrifice. It involves sacrifice. Some of us may sacrifice our marriages. You may sacrifice the comfort of your life. The comfort of your marriage. The comfort of your children. Sometimes it involves not spending time with your own children. That the work of God will go on. Sometimes it involves sacrificing your career. Beloved, what are you prepared to sacrifice? What are you prepared to sacrifice? Some of you are called. God has called you to give to the church that the work of God will go on. Everyone that is involved in the work of God is required to make certain sacrifice. You are called upon to make certain sacrifice. Beloved, the Christmas story is about sacrifice. He said, God gave his only begotten son. What are you prepared to give unto God? He gave, he gave, he gave his only begotten son. And he was not expecting anything back. Sometimes we give to the church. We give to God. And we are expecting to receive something back. He said, what are you prepared to sacrifice? What are you willing to sacrifice? What are you ready to sacrifice? Oh, beloved. God is calling upon you. To make a sacrifice. To make a mind of sacrificial. A sacrificial mind this Christmas. Yes. Oh. Some of you, it will require your reputation. Even sharing Christ with somebody. It requires that your reputation. There are some people who will walk over you. Some people who will reject you. But God is calling upon you. It is about sacrifice. It is about sacrifice. It is about sacrifice. What are you ready to sacrifice to the Lord? Are you ready to sacrifice your family? Are you ready to sacrifice your comfort? Are you ready to sacrifice your money? Are you ready to sacrifice your career? Oh, yes. Yes, it will be sacrifice. But David said, I have been young and I have been old. I have never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor his seed begging bread. Whatever sacrifice you make. The Bible says your labor in the law is never in vain. Oh yes. God is not unrighteous. He is not unrighteous to forget your labor of love. 
he will remember. Yes. God will not forget the sacrifices you make. All throughout the year, the sacrifices that you have made that the work of God will go forward. Even if man has seen the sacrifices, God has not forgotten. Yes. I live for you, Lord, every breath that I take, every moment of my way, have your way, Lord, have your way in me, Lord, I give you my heart. Oh, what do you give him? What do you give him? He gave you his only begotten son. What do you give him? What are you willing to sacrifice for the work of God to go on? What do you give him? Every moment of my way. Have your way. Lord, have your way. Oh yes. It involves sacrifice. He says God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son. He sacrificed his only begotten son that you and I will be saved from destruction. You and I will be saved. Beloved, what are you willing to sacrifice unto the Lord today? This Christmas it is calling upon you to make a sacrifice. To sacrifice something. Is it your time? What is the Lord asking of you? Is it your career? Is it the extra time that you spend at work? Is it the extra time that you spend at home? Is it the extra hours that you stay in bed? God is asking. What are you willing to sacrifice? That the work of God will go on. Sometimes it involves your reputation. That even ministering to someone, sharing the gospel with someone, sometimes it involves your reputation. There are people who will refuse you. There are people who will laugh at you. There are people who will laugh at you. They will laugh at you. But are you prepared to go through that, to sacrifice? Are you willing? 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 He says, if you are with me, if you are not with me, you are against me. Are you willing to stand with Jesus? He calls upon you to sacrifice something. But are you willing to sacrifice to the Lord? Oh, yes. The Lord is speaking to somebody this afternoon. He says, he is calling upon you. He is calling upon you. There is something that the Lord is asking of you to sacrifice. There is something that is holding you back from serving God. From doing something for God. Is it your family? Is it your career? Is it your children? Is it your school? What are you willing to give to the Lord? Oh yes. Bible says the Lord so loves us that he gave his only begotten son. Today the Lord has given us his only begotten son. 
There is no use of a gift that is still wrapped. Are you willing to receive this gift and unwrap it? You are here this afternoon. God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son. Are you willing to receive this gift? He has given you this gift. God has given you this gift. The gift is in your bosom. This afternoon, are you willing to unwrap the gift? Beloved, this game has been played for so long. There are many times that God has given you this gift. You have been playing games with the Lord. He throws the ball in your court. And he's waiting for you to continue with the game. It's like a game of tennis. God plays the ball in your court. He says, I have given you my only begotten son. You are holding that gift. Are you going to play that gift back to the Lord? That the game will continue on. Are you willing to receive this gift and play it back? God is willing to continue the game with you. But beloved, you have held this game for so long. Until you play it back to the Lord, he cannot continue on with the game. Are you ready to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior? Are you ready to receive Jesus Christ? Oh, are you ready to unwrap this gift of salvation? He has given the gift. It is up to you to unwrap it. If you are here this afternoon and you say, I want to unwrap this gift. I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior. Beloved, do not take it for a joke. He says, you do not have tomorrow. The young die. The old die. Green leaves fall. And brown leaves fall. Yellow leaves fall. Leaves of all ages fall. Beloved, you do not know when the Lord will call upon you. If you are here this afternoon, you say, I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior. If that is you, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? You want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior this afternoon. If that is you, you want to unwrap this gift of salvation. Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you wherever you are. On this Christmas day, God is giving you a special gift, the gift of salvation. Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. I'll pray a simple prayer with you if you want Jesus Christ to come into your life to receive salvation. Are you willing to receive Jesus this afternoon? Are you willing? Are you ready? Do you have a readiness to receive Jesus into your life? Oh, he's speaking to you right now. He's speaking to you. He's speaking to you. He's speaking to you. Let aside your reputation. Put aside your reputation. Lift up your hand. It requires putting aside your reputation. Oh, and receiving Christ as your Savior. Anyone here like that? If you are ashamed of Jesus before men, he will also be ashamed of you before the Father. Anyone here ready to receive Jesus Christ? Why don't you all join me on this Christmas day? And I want you to say it from your heart this Christmas day. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. I have sinned. I was born in sin. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. 
I believe you died for my sins. Lord Jesus, on this day, I receive this precious gift, the gift of salvation. Please forgive me of my sins. Wash away my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Lord Jesus, I invite you to come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my master. Be my savior. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus as you take your seats. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you blessed this afternoon?